One, two, let's make music. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Weekly Song Podcast. This is a an unusual episode for us. Um, we've finished our first seven weeks of writing every week, and uh, this week it's a recap episode. We're going to talk about the songs we've written over the past seven weeks, the challenges we faced, um, our favourites of our own and each other's. And I, with me, Roger Heather's, and me, Declan Kitchener. <laughs> I was wondering when I was wondering when you were going to get to our names. <laughs> I was so distracted by what the content of the show is going to be today that I forgot that it's a show where we. Where we people. Ha- yeah, where people have to know who we are. And then... <laughs> because obviously that makes a big difference to people. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, Roger, uh, like Roger said, this week is not going to be... We haven't written a song this week. This week is just going to be about discussion over the past seven weeks. Mm. And uh, maybe a couple of clues as to what the next episode is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't we announce this last week? Kind of, but we've got enough detail now. That's true. That is very... Oh, yes, we do have another detail. Yeah, you, you watch out. <laughs> You, you microphone. You, you audience pricks. at home. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to call the audience pricks. <laughs> oh, too late, too late. Right, so, we thought we'd um, uh, jump into this sort of more looser episode with just discussion of what our favourite songs have been of this uh, past seven weeks run, both of ourselves and of uh, each other's. Mm. So, who would like to go first on that one? Uh, I'll go first. Cool. What's um, your favourite song of your own, then? Of my own? Yes. My favourite, and I think my personal best of this run, is Clover. And I ah. say that because um, there's a lot to talk about with Clover, because it does a few things that I've never done in any songs before, and obviously the, I feel like part of the big point of this uh, challenge is to grow as a songwriter. And so with this song, I've done things like... I've worked on my modulation a lot over the past seven weeks, but one of the things I've done specifically with this song is I've moved from a a major sort of <clears throat> pattern to a minor in the same key, sort of thing. No, not in the same key, but a D major to a D minor uh, for the chorus, but so that the entire key changes. Um, so it's not a relative minor to a relative major. It's just completely... A separate key. Separate key entirely, yeah. Um, so I've never done that in a song before, um, and that creates a, a nice shift. Another thing I've done in this song is, uh, lyrically, with the chord change, no, with the key change from major to minor, the tense of the song goes from present to future. So mm. for anyone who listened to the episode before, they, they know the sort of ins and outs of the lyrics, but I'm quite pleased with the sort of jumps this song does, I suppose. Yeah. I remember mentioning that one on, uh, uh the actual episode and being struck by oh you've changed tense now is this the future or something yeah exactly and um it's it's a kind of abstract way to talk about the future but the idea of it being um you know this sort of fictional character clover and every time you wake up in the future you uh you find yourself with this character yeah it would be exactly stole that from your uh, yeah to be fair I, I had a similar idea for a fiction story i was going to write but um but I, I didn't I steal it. I won't bother now. <laughs> it's already been written. In song form, no yeah. less. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I like Clover. That was my personal favourite. Uh, what was yours? Uh, of my own, I think uh, it's got to be Tomorrow. Just because, yeah. like, it's a nice high-energy song. I kind of... It fits nicely within my vocal register. And I've been performing it a lot live. And, um, like, you know, it tends to get a bit of a reaction. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it gets laughs whenever there's people uh, 
whenever I discuss the t- meaning of the title... Go on, say what it is. I don't think you've said it on the podcast before. Yeah, well, after um, certain political figures were elected into power over in America land, um, I decided that this song about how shit the year had been is now going to be called Tomorrow, open brackets, dedicated to 2016, close brackets. And it's a happy song about being miserable. And it always gets a laugh whenever you play it live. Yeah. Like, I think you've told me that people have sung along to the chorus before. Yeah, we played um, in Falmouth um, a few weeks ago at an open mic, and uh, the place was, like, by the time we played, it was quite filling up, it was quite packed, and there were people at the bar singing along to a song they've heard for the first time that night. By the time the second chorus came along, they had this, uh, they had the catchy chorus in their head. Yeah, that, that made me feel very happy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but that's all I can really say about that one. It's not a particularly clever or, or interesting song. The only thing slightly different about it is that I wrote the words first. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Is that the only one you've done of that of, in that way this run? I think so. Uh-huh. Because I think the other ones I've rewritten words afterwards and then completed music with it, but I always had a tune in mind, whereas this one was... I just wrote down a bunch of words. Hmm. Which is, uh, I might be trying that again in the future. And this is the one that starts with, we used to be better at this. Yeah. Which is, and that's how the whole song began, the, the quote that you read online, right? Yeah, the entire attitude to the British history and increasingly world history can be summed up as, we used to be better at this thing. We used to be better at this. Etc. Yeah, yeah, I'm singing it. It's a good song. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but that's my favourite of mine. And oddly enough, I had a really diff- difficult time trying to pick a favourite of yours. Uh-oh. <laughs> that I've, doesn't sound good. No, like, in terms of, like, I like them all. Uh-huh. But I've managed to narrow it down from seven to three, so we got down halfway. That's quite flattering. Um, Go on. I'm interested f- to hear this. The three I quite like are, um, and bear in mind I like all of them, but the three I quite like a lot are Fireworks Night. Mm-hmm. Um, which I keep moaning at you to play, but you never play. And it. which you keep calling fireworks party. Yes, relentlessly. Uh, yeah, I had to concentrate then not to call it fireworks party. Um, I like uh, Untitled Number Two, mm. and um, you've been playing it a lot recently. The last one, but uh, what have I got to do to make you drive away in this brand new Cadillac convertible today? Yeah, like I was trying. I was uh, sitting on the station earlier, trying to. Um, uh, type out my memos for this show and I was just writing everything in initials so BS best song T tomorrow mm. RS Rogers songs uh, and I put uh, FN file at night uh, UN2 untitled number 2 and then I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't actually fit uh, what have I got to do to make you drive away in this brand new Cadillac convertible today all on one line oh, and that's no matter how much I sort of tried to squeeze it all together and edit it around, it always separated into two lines. That's brilliant. That's that's really the goal of having that song. I want <laughs> yeah, just to make, people on their phones. Just to make it lines. awkward for me to... Uh, Thing is, to it's one of those songs that could easily be um, abbreviated to just... Cadillac. Oh, this, this next one's Cadillac. I'm going to play Cadillac. But I make a point. Like with the 2016 thing, with Tomorrow, I always tend to go, right... Take a breath. This song's got a uh, a long title, say the whole thing. And it started to get a laugh, that one. You know, yeah. I played it the other night and there was a table of guys over there and they were like... Yeah, the same people laughed at, at 2016. To be fair, like, it's always good when you can sort of engage people with a laugh before you... I know it's diverging a bit. It was always good if you can engage people mm. with a laugh before you play. Like, that's one one of the reasons why I thought of that joke before um, 
uh, skinny indie boys with long hair and clean guitars as a skinny white boy with um, an acoustic guitar who plays angsty songs and is trying to grow his hair out. It's a dangerous position to be in. <laughs> or like, um, it's my protest song against The Cure. Uh, not The Cure, um, against the 1975. The Cure are good. Yeah, yeah. that's a different... Well, The Cure are kind of interesting live, but... Um, yeah, but that, you said you didn't really... This is way off topic, but you said you didn't really know about their, their I, set quite as much. The only song I knew was um, Friday I'm In Love because uh-huh. I was at a festival where they were and we watched them and they were good and everything but they just played for like two hours straight no speaking no speaking up until mm. like the beginning of the encore which I suppose like if you factor it in as a sort of like oh I want I want to play as much music as I can cut out all the chatter mm. um, so uh, thank you um, yeah those are good songs I like them. yeah thank you thank you my favourite of yours is The Tales You Tell Okay, I had a feeling it might be that one. Yeah, well, I think probably because at the end of the song I went, that's the best one yet! <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really like it. I think it's um, it's the best storytelling song of the entire lot. Hooray! Um, it's not, I'm not saying it's the best lyrics, but the narrative, the arc of the song, I think is the best of the ones you've had. Yeah. And it's got a really nice flow to it. I think um, I could probably use the same comment you used for Cadillac with me to you with this song in the sense that uh, the chords have this really nice flow, this ebb and flow that um, carries you along really nicely. Mm. Thank, thank you. Like, I'm, I'm quite happy with that one. Like, uh, it's a bit of a bugger to play live because it's got a couple of diminishes in it. But um, oh yeah, of course. Did you play that when we played uh, that gig in Truro? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think I stuffed up the uh, diminished chord there. How are you playing the diminished chord when you play it live? Uh, it's a bit of an odd one because uh, obviously it's going to work really well on the podcast, but I'm playing a normal bar F, normal bar G, and then the way I play my diminished <laughs> is um, play the root note uh, G sharp and then play kind of like a D7 shape, but starting, like if you're going to play uh, E7, mm-hmm. just take the E bass out and put the G sharp there. Oh, right, okay. But it's a bit awkward to transition between the G and the... Obviously, I just did it perfectly then for the audio, but uh, it's a bit of a bugger. See... You, you did actually a quite cool thing on um, Love Potion Number 9, I think. Uh, was it Potion Number 9? Potion Number 9, Potion yeah. Number 9, yeah, where you actually sort of do that. Oh, I, can't play, I can't play the way you play it, but you do go to a diminished chord and then you just immediately go into, like, a guitar bit, which is... Well, that that's um, that's a really good example of how this songwriting thing has we've influenced each other. Like one example of that is um, the previous week. I think it was when you no it was nylon wasn't it? Nylon in nylon, you have that diminished shape where you have it where it that's the one exactly. And I don't play that, but I went home and I was like, I really like the sound of that and the shape of it. So um, I I came up with this sort of shape which is um uh it's a relative of it isn't it it's a relative so yeah i I don't know how quite how to explain it but i'm basically just playing only three strings i'm playing the lowest two strings the a and the e i'm playing one of the highest strings the b and that can be moved around and it just uh to keep your third in there yeah exactly um so yeah my string's disintegrating over here oh is it (laughs) yeah yeah declan's uh guitar over the course of the last seven weeks because I play with coins as well it's taken a bit of a battering oh yeah you play with um sixpences yeah. a la Brian May right yeah sorry to interrupt you there no it's fine um but I was just saying that's a good example of how 
you know, we've influenced each other, each other's style a little bit. Yeah, like um, there have been occasions where I've uh, got to a chord progression for what would Roger do? What would that guy do? That's a song. Uh, that's a podcast title right there. What would Roger do? <laughs> um, <clears throat> if I released that and posted it on Facebook, and that was the title, people would go. Egotistical. What arrogant dick! <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll, then they'll listen to it and they'll realise that I'm the one who said it. So that's true. Aha! You're wrong, aren't you? Jokes on you, people <laughs> who are judging. But yeah. then those people who judge, they don't tend to actually click and read clickbait articles. They just read the title. Yeah, you won't believe what Britney Spears just did. I love those things on the internet where like it shows like a picture of a woman with like half her face covered in like cling film. And then she's getting, like, a facelift, and it just goes, doctors hate her. Yeah. She's discovered this cure, uh, this cure for wrinkly skin that will make you very pretty. I just like the idea of doctors in their surgery going, yeah. Just waving their fists. She, yeah. God damn you, Mrs. Norton of Chippingdale. <laughs> right, this isn't podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, we have majorly diverted. So we've covered our favourite songs. Yes. Now... It's a bit of a different area. The song of our own that we like least. Mm. And for me, it's Nylon. Like I keep right. I keep trying to improve it in my head, but like um it was written very last minute and it's I don't know, like the words just don't seem to fit together as well for me. Like there are some ideas in there I like, like the um uh I like That's that. brilliant. You said a while ago that you were thinking of like in the right setting, transferring that to like a band setting and having like this big rock. Yeah, have feel. it a bit more choggy. So instead of uh, having the rhythm go, you'd have it go more like a. But the lyrics, we need a complete rehaul. I tried singing them through the other day. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of doing it for one of the shows we did, but. It just doesn't feel right. And the chorus is, like, major cliche for me. It's 5, 4, and 1. Uh, 5, 4, and 6, even. Which are kind of my go-to chords, which I don't mm. like using too right. much, if I can help it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think if you if you could find the right forum for it, that would be a great song to transfer to a band setting. But, like you say, it might need a bit of a lyrical rethink if you were to do that. Yeah. But that's sort of also, like, we're discussing this on the car on the way down. I don't like messing with my lyrics afterwards. Like, yeah. no matter how unhappy I am with them, because they tend to be, uh, I always think of them as, like, a snapshot into a particular time. Yeah, of course. Which is, um, you know, kind of a bullshitty Nazi thing to say. But, like, you know, it just means that if I took that song to another setting, I'd need someone else to come up with a new melody or lyrics to it or something. Yeah. Well, I, um... I think, like I said in the car on the way down, we've had the discussion, but I agree with you on that. But something I also came to mind was that I think it's interesting to have uh, a song that you write in the present about something in the past that you've never written about. I think that's always an interesting thing, something that you couldn't really find a lyric for until now. Mm. And it just makes me think, uh, Memory Card is written about something that happened about a year ago but I've never gotten around to actually writing it or putting it down on paper at all into a song. And I think sometimes you need that time to actually be able to process it. Yeah, to look back properly and uh, be able to think about it properly, yeah. This would be a great link now if I went, and my least favourite song is Memory Card. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be quite disappointed if you say that because I really do quite like Memory Card. Well, I think that'll be the one that um, makes it to an album, like I said last week. 
Mm. Um, I really want to sort of because the recording I actually put out on my SoundCloud is really scratchy and weird. I don't know if you heard it. Have you? Yes, I listened to it this morning. Yeah, it's it's a really weird recording. I've been listening. I've been watching. Um, (laughs) And um, yeah, so I'm going to clean it up and do something with it because it's pretty much finished, but the recording isn't there. Yeah. Um, But my least favorite one is Dumbwaiter. Um, and my notes here say short, good chords, no lyrical continuity, which is true. Like, there's so many flaws in the lyrics. There's so many bits where you go, huh, what the hell does that mean? Uh, me, that's me talking, you know, let alone actual listeners who've never heard it before. Um, yeah, so I don't know, it's very short. It felt very cobbled together. And I should have started writing earlier that week. Well, I think it's interesting. You and I have both picked songs that we wrote last minute. That is interesting. Because I wrote, I wrote Nylon when I, was, had, I had a bit of a cold and everything and I didn't have a lot of time on my hands so I ended up just writing on the Monday morning. Yeah. And you told me that week that you hadn't got anything up until Sunday. That's right, yeah. Nylon was a different week to Dumbwaiter, wasn't it? Um, Dumbwaiter, I think, was week five. Week five. Yeah. And Nylon was week three. three. Yeah. That's right, it's hard to remember back to them. I listened to all the pods this morning, though. Um, to see, like, bet you're sick of our voices, aren't you? <laughs> Not in the moment. We sound different through the cans. Oh, sorry, I got an awful cold. Yeah, my um, voice sounds a lot bassier through the microphone. I'm thinking of just having my voice like this for like just regular life. Just everyone you talk to, just go look. Put on these headphones. Oh, hello there. All right, yeah. my name's Declan. Hello. I sound much better like this, don't I? <laughs> I, I was going to say as well, I'm glad we didn't have a, a weekly song to write this week purely because I fell ill over the weekend. I was just in bed, terrible cold or virus or whatever it was. And uh, that's usually the time where I'm going, ah, I've got to write, I've got to write, get my pen and paper and I've got to write a song. And yeah. I was just in bed, laid out. It would have been a terrible song. Yeah, no, like I've not had a lot of time this week either. So like it's... This is why we take uh, why we do them in blocks of seven and then take a bit of time off. It's just so that yeah. we can relax, you know, and have a bit of life free. Like I think we're going to be going back into this as soon as we can. Like once we've got a couple of things sorted That's in January, right. early February, we're hoping. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, but no- I mean, normally we take a lot longer off and just forget to do the challenge. Yeah, I say normally. I've only done it once before. Well, the thing is, I don't know if I've ever even told you this, but. When I did the first one of Weekly Songs, um, Those Boys Are Idle Up to Confetti, um, I was like, this is so much fun, I'm going to do this. And my slogan is still on, uh, or description on SoundCloud is still, one song per week for the the foreseeable foreseeable future. future. And I still use it because it provides continuity, but I did these seven and I thought I could do this for ages. And then I got to Confetti and I was like, I need to live my life to be able to write more, you know? Yeah, you don't uh, have a lot of time to actually put into experiencing life to write about life exactly and like but then having said that i mean i guess this is a good point to mention this um i think that um when you assign yourself the task of writing one song per week you tend to at first i don't know about you but i was thinking even this time around the third time around that i've done it, i was thinking oh no i'm gonna write a song every week how the hell am i gonna do that but then you I don't know if you, about you, but my radar is on more. My songwriting radar, so to speak. I'm going through my life and, I'm, and somebody says something in a conversation, I go, that's good, put it in the phone. And then, or I see a sign walking down the street and I'll go, that's a really good song thing. But I don't know if that's just me because I, I work much more fragmentedly lyrically, you know? Well, I think you take more inspiration lyrically from what's around you, whereas I 
don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to summarise the difference there, as succinct as I can. But, um, like, I tend to write songs about something that's either just happened to me or something that happened to me a long time ago. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm much less of a person who can go out and uh, write... Say, for example, if I saw something interesting on a road sign today, I might make a note of it, but I, that doesn't instantly fire up my brain. Yeah. Like, um, the only time I've actually done something like that is uh, with... Um, slightly with the tales you tell, because essentially I was intending to write that just about going to work, uh, getting on the train in the morning, going to work, you know, being okay, uh, going to get a shit sandwich for tea and get to the train and go home. But then I sort of suddenly remembered this other thing. Like, that's the thing. I remembered this other thing that happened once in my life, and I thought, these two can merge. That's a good feeling. I like that. But it's daunting, Think you know, sitting on, like... Uh, the Wednesday after we record these, I'm thinking, fuck, gotta write a song. I know, yeah, because you have that sort of grace period after we finish actually recording the podcast, and you go, ah, well, that's, that's done. not a song written. And then you realise the time has already begun for you yeah. to start writing. Like, um, I think the way we've started counting it is, like, Tuesday to Tuesday, so, like, um, yeah. like particularly if we go to an open mic or something, it'll get to midnight, I think, shit. <laughs> <laughs> to write another song now <laughs> I'm driving home in the car sometimes by myself and I'm just kind of going tapping out things on the steering wheel which is just utter shit I'm just like driving in my car on the way back home and it's, it's awful um, I was just thinking you know I said about um, seeing things in real life and then they influence the song yeah well I mean I think both of our songs are quite experiential like things that have happened to us and then we write about them but mine come from weird places that influence stuff in me and yeah. I remember one, you know, it's not from this run, but you know Confetti. Yes, this is for the one who left the crowds, my favourite part-time clown. He's gone back home. Oh, shit. Wrong key for me to actually do the cool change there. Yeah, sorry, I can't go as high as you. No, that's fine. Um, but uh, the song is about a friend of mine who I worked with, and then he left to go to Australia, and I wrote the song about him. But that's the experience part of it. But we, we both worked as waiters in um not a cocktail bar um <laughs> you were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar <laughs> we, we were both working as uh waiters um in this restaurant in Truro and um there was this huge like uh it wasn't a wedding but it was like an after party thing um and we had to do like a table up for like 24 people and then they had their meal and their wine and you know they left at the end of the night it was just me and him clearing up this like mess and um, there was uh, confetti all over the tables. Oh, so is that where you got the title from? It was, yeah. And I found a little packet on the floor that says confetti. And I was like, A, that's a cool word, because I'm always on the lookout for cool words. And B, it's like, it's a celebration. But there was no celebration, really, for when my, my mate left. So it was like, you know, there's no more celebration and all that. So confetti really played into that emotional thing. And also, he and I were the boys in Those Boys Are Idol. I guess that's worth mentioning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wondered who those boys are. Yeah. Can we get a performance just so that the listeners know which song you're talking about? Really? Do you want to play it? <laughs> no, no, if you don't want to, no. you don't. You can find that as well as the other songs Roger has recorded for all of his weekly song challenges uh, on his uh, SoundCloud. Or on my website, rogerheathers.com. Uh, weekly songs 1 to 14 are available for free. You can hear all of them. There's all the studio versions and all that. Hooray. Um, yeah, we've got a bit off topic, haven't we? Well, a little bit, but it's all... It's interesting. It's, it's all interesting and pertinent. Like, um, I suppose it, uh, 
might be interesting just to talk about if we've noticed any themes that have cropped up across the weeks either in our own music or in the others like um yeah if you know if that was a conscious thing or whether it just sort of seemed to happen um let me think because i know that in mine there tends to be a feeling of this and the past are shit it's you know it's not great now but in the future it will be better that yeah that's a huge theme in yours i think i'd, I'd probably say that that's, too. that's probably a theme in all of my writing to be fair yeah like, it's, uh... it's rubbish now but it's going to be good eventually <laughs> it's almost like you're trying to <coughs> like extract some kind of hope from this uh current thing yeah you're like the future will be good you know yeah eventually will be better yeah Open brackets, 2017. Close, close brackets. brackets. <laughs> yeah. I think that's definitely a theme. I think also the uh, for any of you musical people out there, the four, five, six chord progression for you has been a reoccurring theme. Yeah, like that. I was going to talk about tricks and things that we've been using, but like I'm really trying my best not to use that as much because there've been so many songs where I've written uh, those mm. chords in that order and then just put a chorus melody over them, and it's just getting a bit old hat for me now. I'm well, trying my, I try my best to use other chords in there. I know the feeling. I, I, I've i done the same sort of thing. where Because those are good chords, and they work well, of course. That's why you use them. But I've had the same thing with doing the old... The, f- uh, the fourth to... Exactly, the fourth to minor, fourth to root. Um, the past year, literally from this time last year to this time this year, I've just killed i've just you know milked it dry that that trick um so and it's still something like i love but i've just used it so much to the point where like I've, I've come up with loads of different ways to use it so i'll kind of do the old oh, that's better though disguising it as a run or something yeah and i've come up with like so many different compositional runs for that move and you'll hear all of them on winter tape five <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but um, yeah, I think that's definitely been a reoccurring thing. I think for me, a reoccurring thing has been um, uh, my verse, chorus, verse, chorus, formulaic writing. I want to get away from that. Still, that has its strengths, though. Like um, speaking from the opposite side, someone who always tries, at least tries to put in a bridge or a guitar solo or something else, some other bit. Mm. Like you do end up sometimes just having to use the most basic chords, the basic words, just because you've run out of ideas. Like right. um, uh, in. Uh, skinny indie uh, boys with long hair and clean guitars mm. um, like just the bridge in that is um, basically just one, uh, sorry, four, five and six again but it's just this ascending thing just because I ran out of things to put in there but I knew I needed something to break up uh, between verse uh, sorry, chorus one and chorus two uh, two and three even yeah, I mean, it just creates a different change, and I like that. I mean, like you know, I did yeah. that in memory card. Yeah, but it, it it's it, sometimes you sort of try and put it in there, and it doesn't work. That's the thing. Like, it's what's the old saying? Less is more. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Whereas my friend Joe often says, "If less is more, think how much more, more more will be." <laughs> yeah, that's um your friend from uh, Pink Green Boat, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I do wish you guys would just have a T-shirt as that as your slogan. <laughs> it should be written on the back. That'd be awesome. Yeah, like it's it's similar to one of my favourite Freddie Mercury quotes. If something's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That reminds me of another thing that I've I've heard recently. Um, in a different area of my life, a good quote is um, if something anything worth doing is worth doing badly, and I think that really applies to this challenge we've got. Um, 
and it took a while for, for the actual meaning to sink into my head, but, sorry, um, I thought, like, sometimes I'm so afraid of writing a bad song that I put off the song all week and I don't end up writing. And then that quote reminds me, like, you like writing songs, right? Yeah, I like writing songs. Well, then write a bad one. If you write a bad one, at least you're writing that week, you know? Mm. And I think that definitely applies, or else I just get, become stagnant. It's a better something than nothing argument, which everyone yeah. falls into at some point in any creative field, no matter what they do. Definitely. Yeah. What other points do we have to cover? Well, I was going to say any tricks that we're proud of using, like um, this uh, run of challenges is the first time I've ever used modulation. So, like, you know, that's kind uh -huh. of... Because it happened first on um, the plan, where it's, cause you're in A flat... And then you're suddenly in a different key altogether. You're in. I think we worked out that it was C or something like that, didn't we? From going from E flat. That rings a bell. I couldn't say for sure, but we worked it out at the time. Which is a bit of an odd one to make, and uh, the one for Tales You Tell has a modulation in it as well, which is definitely a conscious one. That's actually on my notes as well. Really good, um, uh, really good chord change in the chorus. Yeah. Thank you. So that this is your first time you've used modulation in songwriting? Yeah, like, um, I think I've discussed this with you before, but I generally don't like key changes in songs. No. Because most of the time, you'll, the way they'll be used is just you're playing the song. And then we're on out of ideas, so how do we get some energy back up for the last chorus? Fuck! <laughs> It's like the truck guy, uh, truck driver's gear change, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, yeah, just just up one, yeah. Yeah, oh, fuck, we run out of ideas, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I tend to, I've tend to think about that in that way as well, but I think around the beginning of this uh, run of songs, we had a conversation that was like, hey, modulation's cool, in a way, if you use it in the right way. Well, I think we both kind of had the seed in our head from that conversation, and we both tried to use it a lot. Yeah, well, we'd, um, I know we both recently watched, um, uh, I'd watched it uh, a lot, a long time ago, this programme, but by Howard Goodall. That's an it. Analyzing the Beatles, and he was talking about how Penny Lane shifts from being in B... Uh, down to being in A for the chorus. Yeah. And I showed this to you and we were discussing, like, oh, that's a really clever use of it. Oh, that, that show, you've reminded me now, that was, like, around the beginning of this run yeah. that you actually showed me how it good old shows and that was such a huge influence on the writing. Yeah, well, it influenced my first song in terms of, like, um, I'd watch the piano one and I thought, Jesus Christ, the piano is an amazing instrument. I want to write a song on piano, which is where uh, me... Hold on. Which is where all this kind of stuff... trying to do things that only a piano can really do properly yeah uh you know uh looking at you play that then it actually reminds me of my part on um memory card i was That's sort of like the left right hand doing stuff with its uh pinky for lack of a, a huge lack of a better word yeah well it's it's that thing of like it just tends to be a part of my piano playing like the moving I tend yeah. to just move around an arpeggio a lot within the chords. And I mentioned to you, like, um, last week on Memory Card, like, thinking, hello, you've nicked my style. <laughs> I mean, it's not my style, but, you know. It's the style you use that I didn't use until now. But, um, yeah, I like that type of piano playing. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other little 
tricks I've used. Um, I've started to use... Uh, I was going to say I've started to use characters more in songs, which is true. I've started to steal other people's ideas more. <laughs> For any of you who have heard the previous episode, you'll know I've stolen from Paul Simon about twice, maybe three times, Prince... Um, you've stolen from Elliot Smith a couple of times, I think. Elliot Smith a couple of times. I think I stole from the Beatles once. Everyone steals from when the I Beatles. When I say stole, I mean like... Took ideas. Took ideas and developed music. already, yeah. Or discovered after I'd even written the song that these ideas existed elsewhere. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like when I was saying with Tales You Tell, like the strumming pattern, like I had to change it a little bit. Uh, also, uh, had to change the melody because the strumming pattern I was using... Pretty much the same as, which is just poly. Yeah, poly. <laughs> um, don't think. cry, Roger. Don't cry. Oh, it's poly. <laughs> poly wants a cracker. I think I should get off her first. Oh, we better go in a minute. What's the time? I'm nearly twenty to nine. Shiza. Oh yeah, the only other thing I had was like if any songs have sort of grown or worsened in our standing. Uh, from the start of the challenge. Well, like I know, f- mm. I know, Future Fighters has sort of gone down a little bit in my estimation. Because although I like it, again, it's that word thing. Like, because although that's such a nice trick to be using to yeah. go from there to there, like it, I just haven't been able to test out with a band, and I haven't really. I just keep worrying about the lyrical content of it. Like, um, is it a bit too simple? Is it a bit too. Uh, it's a bit too not good enough. Well, I think you, I think your lyrics have come along uh, more and more and more over the course of even the last seven songs. You know, I think if you compare your most recent one to your first one, um, I think you can see that you've been writing every week, you know? Not that the first one was anything wrong with it, you know? It's a compliment! <laughs> compliment fishing is going well at the minute. I'm going to say, is there any other of your songs that you have changed in your estimations from being like a, I really love it to I really hate it, or I really hate it to I really love it? Yes, I haven't had any... any I, haven't, I haven't had any that have gone from hate to love, but I've had one that's gone from love to like less, which is Fireworks Night, which I do still like. I was going to say, is that why you don't play us uh, on uh, open mics and everything? Well... That's one reason. It's not one of my favourites of the things. But the other reason is it's so difficult to sing. You know, it's like... And, uh, which doesn't sound too bad, but once you do that three or four times, it's like... It's just just too difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, that one's kind of gone down a bit in my estimation. But other than that, I'm pretty pleased with the run. I've got to say, I, I listened back to it. Um, so the other day you've been quite consistent over this run well, I could say the same about you really so I prefer this run to um, the last run we did yeah uh, like just in terms of like um, particularly for me I was running out of steam every week because I was uh, at that point I was in a band so I didn't have a lot of time to practice and then Shiza went down with the band which proceeded to not go down with the band yeah but um, it left me drained for a couple of weeks of course so like the, there was one song where base, uh, I basically just gave up effort and just went okay <laughs> just um not your normal zest for songwriting though no not my normal come on give it up 
Yeah. Not that I'm rock or punk, but I try to be. <laughs> Acoustic rock or punk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty pleased with my run, and I think your run has been really good this week, this seven weeks. I've got to say, isn't it exciting to look forward to the next seven and expect what they're going to be? Don't you think? Like, to think, I wonder what week three's title is going to be. Or, like, I wonder what week five's modulation might be, you know, that type yeah, of thing. Like, it's uh, interesting. You have you have all these ideas in your head. Like, I was... Like, uh, when I started over this period of uh, weeks, I was certain that I was going to write, write one of them in free four. Yeah. And I was certain that I was going to, like, try an alternate tuning or, um, you know, I was sure I'd write one to perform on electric in, uh, uh, in this... Uh, room or write a riff based one and it just never happened because I just went off in different areas so it's quite nice to have all those ideas saved up for the future. It is. Um, one that I have uh, from the next run which I was going to do this run is uh, just get a capo on the 12th fret and write like that. Oh what so you're um, so like essentially all the chords are up in that sort of area. That'll be my bottom range yeah. Declan's playing all of this with one hand it's quite interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to, you just have to do two hits, no matter no matter what the chord is. Yeah, so I'm gonna do that. I, I think next time as well, I'd like to move more into. Uh, I'd like to do more modulation. I'd like to write in different time signatures. I don't know. I just like to get better. Really, it's just nice to think that hopefully, fingers crossed, the next seven will be better than this seven, and yeah. you know, it carries on that way. Well, that's the goal, isn't it? That's the reason why we're writing a song a week is to try and get as better and as better as we can. Yeah, absolutely. That was a brilliant sentence, that was. <laughs> as better and as better as we can. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh dear. Now that's the podcast title. As better and as better as we can. Yeah, I think we've just named the podcast. Right, so that's been it for uh, this run of weekly song challenges. We won't be here next week, but the week after, we will be back for our Christmas special, and we have a guest. Should we say who it is? Yes. Yes. Sam Macklin, who Ooh. nobody knows. <laughs> well, well, professionally known as... Sammy Jonas. Uh, um, they probably know. know him better than they know us. Yeah, to be fair, we haven't got much of an online presence, he does. But, or, uh, or a real-life presence. <laughs> no, we have. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Um, <clears throat> but he's, he's very talented. He's got a hell of a baritone on him. Yeah, better than mine. And a hell of a lot better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you've got the other end sorted. You're fine for that. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, been a mate of mine since school, and um, uh, he's a mate of Roger's now as well, That's so right. he's going to come in and... Uh, all three of us are going to chat about Christmas songs and have written a Christmas song specifically for the podcast. That's right. And it'll be kind of like a... It'll be like the normal weekly song challenge, but it's going to be a bit more loose. There'll be three of us. We'll just be hanging out and chatting. And... Yeah, we might not have a strict discussion topic. Also... Yeah. also uh, actually, never mind. What? I was going to say we might have alcohol involved. We or... might have a couple of drinks. We might have a couple of drinks, yeah. Drinky poos, Christmas, because it's just before Christmas, you know. Yeah, it is the season for indulgence, so go and get some beer and drink it all. Um... <laughs> My ear is really shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, after that we'll try and be back around the first week of February. Um, 
obviously we've got to sort out a couple of things roger is currently working on three projects i believe that's right yeah which uh <laughs> pea green boat is doing something new people are working on a new ep in the new year you're recording and mixing your album at this point that's right my my full-length debut album and uh you've currently got your winter tape ep that you're working on over december that's right winter tape five keep smiling good luck tomorrow is out on december 26th it's actually got a name it's got a name oh that's quite cool keep smiling good luck tomorrow and uh oh yeah if anyone's listening to this and they're interested i'm releasing a single soon i haven't even told you this um, I'm releasing a single soon in the next week. Um, I'm releasing uh, my song Captain Lieber um, in in the run-up to uh, releasing Winter Tape 5, which is out on December 26th. And uh, one of the songs, like I mentioned last week, will feature Declan on uh, guitar. And his part uh, on the guitar... Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but um, what he's written is uh, pretty impressive, and I'm really excited to have him on. Oh, you flatter me. I'll give you 20 quid later. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I think that's about it for this week. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We'll see you in the future then. See you before Christmas. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.